So, the other day, Aaron told me something that really shook me in the best way possible. Um, and she told me this as I was getting ready to go to Fort Collins. Yeah, I'm going at a very... I've decided my new shake from now on is to do, like, the mid-90s comedian who's sitting down on a stool on stage smoking. And he's just like... You know, the other day I was walking by this guy and this motherfucker, right? But as I'm doing that, I'm thinking more of that episode of Simpsons where Krusty becomes edgy with his comedy. <laughs> and then he, like, sells out in the end. And so I should really just like this be like, as this guy's walking by me, I realized that the new Converse that came out this recently, these past months, are fucking great. They gave me money, blah, blah, blah. Because <laughs> that's, like, kind of like how Krusty did. He's like, yeah. and the new Ford Wrangler. But it wasn't a Ford Wrangler. It was, like, what was it? A Durango or something like that? Canyonero. Canyonero. The new Canyonero. The new Canyonero. Get Canyonero. Get Canyonero. Get <laughs> the red model, Larry, oh my god, I almost said Harrison. And the red model is the woman. Harrison is the, would do, is the female one with the fe- And it's like a lipstick holder. Instead of the lighter, like, yeah, instead of a lighter, uh, lighter there, it's a lipstick. <laughs> oh <laughs> god. So mad. I can see that episode pissing off so many people these days. <laughs> go back, watch old, old like, that shit was original fucking King funny. Hill, like the first few seasons. Oh my god. Yeah. I was like, this would never work today. It was still funny. Yeah. Welcome back to the Park Hardcore Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Cody. And we are the only podcast in the world where the love of horror movies meets the love of punk rock culture. And today, we're here to remind you to laugh a little. We know things have been a bit bad recently, and... We know you're coming to this podcast to get away from all the tragic world events that are occurring around us. Yeah. Uh, so without really touching on it too much, we'll just say, today's episode, just try and laugh. Yeah. Pure and just, simple. Yeah, just make yourself smile at least once in the day. La- laugh at our idiot jokes or how bad I am with words. Or, <laughs> I mean, I am. Or all the new things you always try to do, and we just kind of make fun of you anyways. Yeah, it happens. You know? It adds to my adorable scampiness. <laughs> just Such who, a little scamp. <laughs> it's just, just who I am. You want to just wrap me up in a ball and put me in your pocket. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far. It'd be far... i leave you in the car. It'd be far as if it was from, like, Step Brothers, where they put me in a ball and, like, <laughs> yeah. put me up their vagina. I just want to put you in a little ball... Put you right in my vagina. Just, just, just feel the scratch. Hairs. Feel the scratch from your hairs in there. It's warm. It's homely. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that actress. She's so fucking funny. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, so. today we're talking about horror movies centered for kids. And so the way we did it this time. <laughs> what, man? Sorry, it's just the way you were like, so... Today. I'm bringing out my, my like, I'm really like I am really energizing my inner Shatner today. That's what's going on right now, or my walk-in, my well, inner I walk-in, mean, maybe. You know, probably before we go into a subject matter, we should probably do one of our favorite subjects. Or 
things that we do, do on here. And what's the thing that we love know, to do? The thing we, we like to talk about is everything we love and hate. So, aside no one's ears are bleeding after that, just constrict. I don't blame them if they are. My ears are kind of bleeding. That was rough. So, this is the segment where we talk about anything that we find. Uh, lovely or hateful in the past month, day, or week, and we just want to talk about and vent about it. And you can yeah. reach out to us and agree with us or tell us we're being dumb. It's up to you. Yeah, um, like, you know what? That was fucking stupid. You should love that. <laughs> <laughs> just like that, too. Yeah. Like, when you're typing, you have to go... <laughs> 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 and then we'll look at back. I'll be reading it like... <laughs> We're mature. I know. <laughs> uh, apparently, most of, uh, so, uh, what is it, like, soci- sociology studies these days, they're saying that, like, 28's the new 18, so. I can see it. So that means all 38-year-olds out there, you're 28. Oh, uh, uh, so hitting that. Clap them cheeks. Head. Clap them cheeks. Now, Bruno <laughs> run. <laughs> Oh, fucking Area 51. God damn it. It's not going to happen. I know. Um, Anyway, so, everything we love and hate. Uh, Who went first last time? I'm pretty... I think I did. Okay. Fairly certain I did. So, I will... Yeah, no, you did. I remember now. Okay. You did. I remember. You know, I'm I'm fairly certain, like, there's times where, like, oh, yeah, I remember you went first, and then someone's going to go back and listen to it and go... Fuck it. No, he didn't. <laughs> I hope they do. That would be really funny if they did. I really hope do they do. Every time. I really hope somebody like gets the clip to prove it to us too. Like they're that. They want to make that point so damn bad. So, speaking of points being made, I don't really know what the point I'm going to be making here is, but it's something that I need to vent about, and it's new parents. Now, bear with me here. <laughs> Spare with me here. So. When you're a brand new parent, you are absolutely fucking obnoxious. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Oh, because I was obnoxious. I was obnoxious too. Lauren was obnoxious too. So it happens. We all go through it because you're excited because there's a new life and there's nothing wrong with that. But the point I'm trying to make is you, you can't put your kid in a bubble, right? Like, I can't, like, the point, I can't really tell you how you should raise your kid. But I just, I just seeing another resurgence of a lot of new parents being like over the top with protecting their kid and just kind of like making every every tragedy that's happened recently about them and their family even though it wasn't related to them or connected to them in any (laughs) way Um, and and i'm just like look we you know your kid is adorable and precious you know beam of light but it's kind of selfish for you to just be like um, this thing is awful that happened, and now I'm afraid for my kid. And it's just like, I get it, because, like, I'm a protective dad. Yeah. And, like, it, I'm definitely one of those dads, if I hear, like, there's a guy that's near my kid uh, who, like, has a history of, like, uh, of being a, a sexual abuser or whatever, yeah. like, I would lose my shit. Like, I'd get super protective. Yeah. And I, know, and I know that. So, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't be protective of your kid. I guess the thing I'm trying to say is, you know, let your kids still live life within more safe parameters you know you don't need to freak out kids are going to get bruises they're going to get broken bones it all happens to us it's happened to all of us i mean like you just got to be a little more freeing with your kid if that makes sense you get what i mean yeah like like it's okay to still go to the pool yeah go to the pool like it's all right you can't don't don't be sheltered yeah i guess that's my point is like don't let 
the fear of everything going on in the world outside right now keep you and your family from doing things yeah like still go outside still let your kids see you know things that they've never seen before you know it's it's we are we are putting a risk out there every day doing that but point being is that is that uh, don't shelter your kid and, and and I guess that's just what I hate is that is that we're we're getting back into that mindset of it that over sheltering yeah everything's like evil. helicopter parenting everything yeah and truthfully you know I have no place to tell you how you should raise your kid and you are definitely in the right to say well Matt you don't know me you don't know <laughs> you my kid go fuck yourself yeah you can go royally <laughs> fuck yourself and that is appropriate and <laughs> I will accept that I will I will rightfully go fuck myself. Um, I will, get, I, just, I will get hairy palms and everything. I was, I was <laughs> just imagining like you texting me like, well, I gotta go fuck myself again. <laughs> yeah, 50th time today. <laughs> like, dude, dude, all right. You don't have to tell me every time. No, someone, I'm creating a record <laughs> for the courts. Because <laughs> I'm going to sue every single person. <laughs> I'm suing all y'all who told me that. Yeah, fuck you. That's what I'm gonna do, dude. Like it's like I'm just gonna knock on every door and be like, Spud Tainter sixty four. Like from the end of like Jade Silent Bob. Yeah. <laughs> they go to like every haters like door and punch him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just like do that shit. By the way, I don't know if that's an actual username, I just made it up. Point being it is that is the internet yeah point being is just let your kid be a fucking kid man like don't be afraid to go out and do shit still i guess that's my whole thing yeah so that, that's where i'm at with it but again if you want me to fuck off i will do as such right so what do you love matt what i love though on the <laughs> other like hand going on. is so i figured you know you keep talking about video games a lot and so yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring one in that i'm gonna talk about oh shit i'm gonna bring in no man's sky now, before you, you title me as a hypocrite or anything for poking fun, because I poked fun at this game and this developer before, I really have. And I'll own that. Yeah. Wait, follow along with me. Bear with me. So, I love No Man's Sky and I love the developers because I took a minute to step back and look at it, and it's truly a game company that cares about this project yeah. and cares about its customers. So, obviously, when the game came out, everyone knew it was like a horrible mess. Nothing that was promised came with it, really. And so they were, like, on the ball of just continually updating it yeah. to basically being an entirely new game and rebooting it. And the only other game that did this was, like, Final Fantasy, I think it was twelve. Or it was it was it was the online Final Fantasy, yeah, and the first version remember. was awful, and they had to like reboot it with a whole cinematic thing, yada yada yada. Zodiac Age, yeah, twelve. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the fact that an indie developers is like, look, we still have players that like this game, they like the idea, and they're supporting it. Let's deliver on it. And I just really, I just love that because that kind of speaks to my heart of like us over here on the Punk Rock Podcast, where if we're not doing things right, if we're fucking up on something, if we're not delivering yeah. on something, we take it to heart and we really push ourselves to fix that problem. And so I, and so I can just kind of like sympathize with them. And, and I just, I love you. Oh, no man's guy. I, <laughs> I, I, I love your developers. You guys are kick ass. You survived a lot of shit thrown at you, especially from Wa and you, you rose above it. So bravo, man. I mean, you guys definitely got some grit on your teeth. Good job. <laughs> me yeah so cody what do you love and hate um so keeping with the video game thing something i hate is i don't know if it was a one-time thing i'm gonna be very pissed if it isn't but like so i was i've been super excited about i finally got observer okay and so basically it's a, a cyberpunk horror detective game um it's basically 
Blade Runner the video game. Like, it's the closest thing that... Right. Besides the actual official Blade Runner video game. But anyways, um, and I was super excited to finally play it until the other day. Um, I got I hopped on my Switch. I was about to play. Um, I was playing in the handheld, so I, I'm hoping it was just because it was the handheld variant. But I started getting, like, really nauseous yeah. from playing it. And, like, I could tell it was, like, the same feeling I used to get of getting motion sick when I... Uh, you know, would try and read or play my Game Boy in the car when it was moving for long trips, and I would get, like, super motion sick and get, you know, feel flushed, feel like I'm going to throw up, and so I was playing right. the game, and I started feeling like that, and I got so goddamn mad. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I've been so excited about this game, I had time to play it, and I was just like, and I just got so goddamn mad, so that's kind of the thing that I hate, is the fear that I'm not, that I can't play... I won't be able to actually enjoy video games and start getting... Like, I'm old. Like, I felt old. Really, really old when that happened. And it's like, yeah, you're just my, like, oh no! Yeah, I was like, god damn it. Well, might as well get my walker. Yeah, basically. So I got really mad. But the thing that I love is... Actually, uh, I started getting back into stand-up comedy. Like, listening to stand-up comics and right. stuff. And I haven't done that in a really, really long time. Yeah. Um, I just kind of stopped. And so I went back. and because Mostly because I listened to Time Suck. Yeah. Um, and I fucking love Time Suck. And uh, so I went back and listened to Dan Cummins' stand-up. I listened to his new album that, it came, that came out in 2018. And I went back and listened to his old one. And I was just... I forgot how much I love stand-up comedy. Right. And so it was just... It was a nice reminder. Because I just, like, decided to listen to it again. Uh, just some stand-up comedy again. I was like, no. Yeah, fuck yeah. I forgot, like, how much I used to... I yeah. love this and how funny they are. Yeah. So... There's some, like... There's some real gems out there. One that... Yeah. One... There's one comedian that I don't feel that she gets enough attention is Jen Kirkman. Like, yeah. I like her a lot. She... I've listened to all of her albums and they've haven't stopped to make me laugh like mm-hmm. she has a very perfect cynical view and i love the shit out of it see that's why i like dan cummins's stand-up because he's just there's so, it's so cynical and it's great like the squirrel puppet yeah uh so basically what he, he talks about how he talks about gun laws like in this joke because this was like i think around not the first mass shooting but like about one of the big mass shootings okay and when gun laws started getting brought up again yeah um he talked about how like legitimately he could be crazy on a ferris wheel because i forget where he was but it's a giant indoor ferris wheel you know like spouting out random words going yeah hammer no you me like just like totally make look like he's crazy yeah and he could straight up walk straight into the gun store that's across like literally in front of the ferris wheel and buy a gun and he's like you know what else you know what else he can do i'm gonna find a squirrel i'm gonna choke it to death and I'm going to run my fingers up its back. <laughs> and I'm going to make a squirrel puppet. And I'm going to ride the Ferris wheel with my squirrel puppet and talk. And then I'm going to go walk into the gun store and have the squirrel puppet buy a gun on behalf of both of us. And you can do it. And, like, and then I'm, what I'm going to have to do next is chuck his chipmunk. So that way, and slide the squirrel's fingers up the chipmunk's back. So the squirrel now has a chipmunk puppet. Like, basically, that's, like, the shortened version. It's a, yeah. such a great fucking No, joke, I, I like it. I get where you're going. Yeah, I, I so I it. just remember how fucking funny that skit is. Because, like, in the middle of it, where he's, like, when he talks about sliding his fingers up the squirrel's back, he's, like, you can hear the crowd go, oh, and he's, like, no, you take this joke. You will take this joke, and you will love it. 
So I'm sliding my fingers up the squirrel's back. <laughs> just gets fucking mad at the audience. Whatever. Just like, you motherfucker. I worked on this. I am proud of it. You get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you will take this joke and you will love it. So I was just going back and listening to like comics that I haven't listened to in a long time. Like their actual stand-up over their podcast. Right. It's like been the nice thing. A nice reminder of like, oh yeah, stand-up comedy is funny. <laughs> There's a reason you used to love it. Well, if this podcast ever goes into this fire, then we can go be comedians. Yeah, we could try that. Sounds like stand, it. Yeah. Try stand-up comedy. Yeah. And if yeah. you got mad with how that sounded and did it trivialize your career as a comedian, that's how mad I got the other week about fucking podcast camp. So, yeah. Just, I mean. There you go. I just feel like not enough people are getting mad about that. Like. <laughs> There's you bigger, know, I'm changing what honestly, I Honestly, I was like, there's bigger things in the world. No, I know. I like. There really is. <laughs> that's like straight up, literally, first world problems. That's a, that's a battle I'm going to lose fast. <laughs> like. No, fuck the starving children. We need to talk about this podcast camp. <laughs> <laughs> Diseases that are exceed as incurable. Fuck that. You know what's really incurable? This goddamn camp. <laughs> <laughs> just sad part is like I can see you just having a terrible day, and legitimately doing that to someone. Like so, like some person will be complaining about something major. Like yeah, like I can't believe I just got kicked out of my apartment. It's like, just the worst thing ever. It my mom's been diagnosed with thing. terminal cancer. Like it just adds on. Yeah, like, it just keeps adding on. Like just you like oh well, you know what's even worse than all of that put together than your life. This fucking podcast camp. <laughs> like, this is the worst shit fucking ever. Like, Hitler times ten. <laughs> this girl's just, like, in tears going, What the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, I know, right? It's insane. I don't believe it either. <laughs> and that's how we fail. Yeah. <laughs> or we succeed, because publicity is publicity. That's true. Fucking... Never mind. Yeah. I mean... Logan Paul. Is it, oh, no. We're not going yeah. there. <laughs> we buried that. It's yeah, dead. It's, it's dead. fucking gone. It's dead. It's dead. It's dead. Buried. Dead. 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 It's dead. <laughs> Probably the bad time to associate dead with that, but... <laughs> Anyways. Oh. I know. Look what I did. Oh, I'm a monster. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone's going to be... Monsters. Oh, speaking <laughs> of monsters. So, we are talking about movies for kiddos. So, we kind of constructed <laughs> it a little differently this way in two ways. We not only did it in picking in two movies to kind of get hit each age gap for kiddos that are yeah. good for horror movies for them to watch, but as a first time ever... Cody, what did we do this time? Oh, we watched a brand new movie. Right. That just came out. Right. So, uh, Cody, why did we do this in the, this time instead of all the other times? Um, I feel like for this time is mostly because the movie that it's going to be for my uh, movie review is because it's based off of something that, you know, books I read as a kid. Right. And I felt like it, was, it just fit in so well, especially because of our, in, uh, you know, our interview we just did. Yes. If you guys haven't listened to it, you should go listen to it. Um, he's writing a, you know, kid-style horror book. You know, it's not for kids specifically, but it's a kid-style horror book. Yes. And so I thought, you know, doing a book, uh, not only a movie that is based off of books that I grew up with, but the director also just had huge news, like, had a huge moment in his life. Yes. And it's, it was all about Guillermo del Toro 
And if you could tell, I mean, well, it's about scary stories to tell in the dark. We're talking about Hellboy. Yeah. Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the new reboot that you yeah, the that's what we're nothing doing. to do with. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Suck it. No, so, uh, no. I, and I actually went with you to go see it, too. But yeah. It's your movie review. I want you to take it away, buddy. Yeah. So, so just a little bit of uh, background, uh, a little bit more about Guillermo del Toro. I know I talked about it in the last episode, but it's just, to us... Seeing such a big horror icon. Um, so this sounds really weird. Uh, actually, real quick, I have to make a correction. Um, so my movie, I'm doing Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Um, it wasn't directed by Guillermo del Toro. I got super fanatical when I just saw that he was attached. He helped write the screenplay. I apologize to Andre Overdahl, who actually directed it. My bad. It happens. I'm a bad it's a journalist. <laughs> uh, look at it like this. But, it wasn't intentional. It was just... Our amateur, yeah. It, I mean, it, it mostly comes off because like I was super excited, and I know Matt was super excited. Same with everyone in the horror community to see Guillermo del Toro getting his star. Yeah, like like I said in the last episode. But again, he didn't direct it; he helped write the screenplay. Yeah, going on. Either way. Yep. Again, once again, uh, the director is Andre Overdahl. Um, it was adapted from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, of course, hence the name. Um, and anyways, IMDb's terrible synopsis of it, yep. uh, a group of teens face their fears in order to save their lives. That's never been hap- done in a horror movie ever before. No. And Why they, be more descriptive than that? Seriously, and only one of them truly faces their fear. Sorry, that's a little spoiler. Anyways, and starring. Anyways, because it's a terrible fucking synopsis. Um, starring uh, Zoe Margaret Coletti, uh, Michael Garza, Gabriel Rush um yeah no so it was it was fun it was a great movie yeah so i like mean... so uh one of the things that i really liked about this movie is the adaptations of the book of the stories from the book um i thought it, they did it really 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 well because they changed the stories a little bit yeah. like to fit the movie which was fine and what i also liked a lot is just how they adapt how they put the stories in the movie yes it was done really really well and what i like about also what i liked about the movie was even though he didn't direct it you could still see Guillermo del Toro's fingerprints everywhere in this movie yeah. with like some of the got like the gothic uh, scenery in the house. True. Um, one of the main, one of the monsters that shows up. You can tell it was like I feel like it was a Guillermo del Toro twist on him, what it looked like. Yeah. Um, like that's why I think I got cut, so caught up. Anyways, but no, yeah, okay. no, it was a it was a great movie. Like it was fun. Um, it was scary. Like I will admit, there was a, a couple parts that got me. Mainly one because it was all about the story of the red spot. Yeah. And that when I read that book, like I said in the last episode, that's one of my favorite memories of my dad was reading that book. Yeah. Um, it still got me in the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, when, I, like, I mean, no, when that scene, that. when that scene came up, you're like, no, yeah, no, I was like, I'm not no. ready for this. I was like, Oh, do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking rip up with that shit. I mean, <laughs> and, and so, it, you know, the story starts out, we're opened up to these group of friends, you know, misfits who were kind of, you know, the nerds in school picked on. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's Halloween for them, and, you know... They want to do something kind of... scary, because, like, they say they're going to go trick-or-treating, but they're just kind of like... They're, it's like almost a coming-of-age story, too. Yeah. Because, like, it's supposed to be the By the way, year. if you haven't seen the movie yet, so we're going to try and stay away from as many spoilers yeah. as possible. This is going to be hard for us, because normally... Yeah, normally we talk about a movie that's been seen, 
that's been out for a while. And this is our first time talking about a brand new movie. So we're going to do our absolute best. Yes. Um, to not give you a whole lot of spoilers. So you're just going to have to um, bear with us. Yeah. Uh, well, dude, the character development in this movie I thought was done really well. Like a lot better than I feel like it should have. Well, and to even add on to that. So like the way they did the characters is the way I think Goosebumps wanted their characters to be. Yeah, because it definitely felt like a... Th- a goosebump movie. Well, so, you know what I mean? The and feel keep in of mind, it. this is like directed towards kids and also like horror veterans alike. So like, mm. well, I, I wouldn't. I would. I would say young, young adults. Yeah, I could. I could see like ten and up. I, I would go so far as like twelve. Uh sure. Ten, ten, not so much. Depending on your kid, because every kid's different. Yeah, how they like I mean, horror. like Peter said, each kid yeah. is specific. But just general, like ten to twelve and up would be. Yeah. Uh, like this would be a good like intro to him because like, when they do so first off before he's talking about the scares the characters that, yeah. they, that we're introduced to are very they're very you know cookie cutter kind of like characters mm-hmm. you know and it it works in this instance because they all play it really well i mean the comedic yeah. friend is actually really funny yeah like i and then even, of course like the the nerd like the super nerd one yeah when i like how they actually kind of make fun of that stereotype about like how the super nerds yeah relationships with women yeah you know like one of the uh i mean it's not a huge it's not a spoiler but one of the lines in the movie i thought was really great yes yeah, so, was oh, he was just like it, it doesn't spoil anything what i was gonna say so like they get to uh the mansion where they get a hold of a book, this yeah. book, and so uh, they're trying to unlock this lock, and one of the characters they meet <laughs> along the way starts unlock, picks, pick, uh, picks open the lock with a pen, opens the door, and then you know his friend, the comedic friend, looks at the nerd and just goes, you know, he's so much dreamier than you. Yeah, I thought that was great, but the, the what I was talking about was. Oh. Uh, <laughs> So he he like helps a girl and then but he's also super jealous because like the main character the, the real main character is uh this little girl right uh, or preteen girl and um who's like the leader of their group um and like he he's looking at her and he gets all jealous because she's looking at the dreamier guy with like googly eyes yeah. and the comedic character looks at him and he's like dude you love all women <laughs> like i just thought that was funny because well, like yeah, cause... it's fairly true because he was getting jealous even though he was crushing on another girl like beforehand too yeah. and then he was googly eyeing another girl <laughs> and so it's just really funny because that's how it is with the nerds it's like, like what are you doing yeah he's like you love all women what are you even doing what do you get out of here so i thought that was great but like I so to me personally i feel like this movie is like the archetype of how you sh- would adjust a book of short stories yes you know into one full telling story because they did it so well and it made sense and like and especially like the uh, the scary stories and everything when they start like get hitting full swing in the in the movie like how they do it i thought was really well they did it really really well yes. of like and they didn't even say it like they the book's not even named scary stories to tell the dark yeah. Like, you know, they never actually say the name of the movie or yeah. the books that it's based off of. It, like, it's a great, like, anthology. Like, yeah. And it's, it's, even though it's not a... It's like a twist. It's like an anthology's twist on its own head. Yeah. Because, like, normally, like, in those horror anthology, like, movies, we, like, it does the tale, tale ends, and introduces the next tale. Where it kind of, like... 
the and each you know, tale each tale is somehow linked yeah like in those anthologies but, but in this one yeah each tale actually affects the world as it as the movie plays out yeah and it's done it's so good i honestly can't i can't recommend this movie enough like it if you go out and watch it especially if you read the books as a kid well and i think what's so great about it too is like so the scares in this what i think works for kids is that mm-hmm. they were really smart and eloquent with uh, with how they did all the scares in this movie yeah so like um Let, I, I gotta pick one that we gotta pick one that's like not a really big spoiler i mean so okay but, well, so we'll, no without any um context there is this one part in the movie i know where uh it take it does the whole thing of like the person like looks in one spot then looks away to check another spot but then looks back and the monster's right there is like Meh! and you know like, yeah. like third or fourth try yeah like they definitely turned that one on the head because you actually you legitimately didn't know what was happening like when right. the scare would come right um I, I i don't know if it's the one you're talking about but the one i'm thinking of is so he's under the bed no uh no it's That's not the that one, one i'm talking yeah, about yes definitely not that one the one i'm talking about happens early on within the movie when they are in the mansion and uh you know Two of our heroes are playing hide and seek with each other, so one of them hides in a cupboard. Yeah, and so that he, scene was dope. So he opens up the cupboard. When he opens up, he's in a different room. The room is different now. Yeah, and it's a like really a whole cre- other time period. And it's a yeah, and it's a creepy scene because we just see an old lady sitting there with a Doberman staring right at him, mm-hmm. and then, like she sees him and like slowly starts to get up, and so like he closed the cupboard. And, like, you can hear her walking closer. And, like, we've all seen this scare before. Yeah. Like, it's happened over and over. And what this works for a kid is what happens is when they show the scare, they uh, they instead don't, like, terrify the living shit out of you with something ter- with yeah. a gross character. It's yeah. actually the end result of that scare is so good that it, it, I could see it working for a kid because it reminds me of like those jump scares from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. And like Goosebumps. Well, and another thing like with the scares in this movie, so like, I, so I remember I was a little upset when, it, when, uh, cause I thought originally it was going to come out, it was going to be R. Cause I know there was a lot of talk and then when it got the PG-13 rating, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. But like the Herald story, mm-hmm. That the way they got around gore with that was so dope. It worked for and that the story. Was intense. Yeah, I thought it was that gonna was, be bad. Yeah, I was like, that was fucking intense. I thought it was gonna be bad. I, I was, <laughs> and, and they I got was, around it so good. I was really surprised because we we could talk. It was still we, visceral. It was still super visceral, and like you get that like, yeah, you know the mo- the animal instinct of like the kill shot and stuff like that. But it just yeah. the way it ends. Yeah, was, it, it did oh. it really well. Like and and in like. It was so good that, like, in the theater, I had to be a jackass and, like, not realizing my own, like, voice level go, <laughs> that was fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you were like, that was dope. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were, like, being polite. You're like, that was really awesome. <laughs> and then, like, I'm next to you, like, that was fucking rad. Yeah. Like, to all the people around us, I'm like, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm the jackass here. I got really excited about that. <laughs> but, yeah, like... No, it's good. I I like that. I mean, I do have. I also like the beginning, the very beginning. It wasn't super long. Yeah. Like the intro, yeah. like ominous, yeah. ominous intro yeah. or anything. They're like, no, just straight to the point. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I'll also say, man, like the one con I'm gonna give it is so, and it'll probably just happen is that there are some seriously cheesy parts. Yeah. Like the movie, it's not a spoiler, but the movie ends on a narration. Like. Yeah. 
and it just it's really and it, again it's a kids movie so take that con for what you will see i like i liked that ending mostly because it definitely leads it up to adapting the other three books I or just the other two books i just don't like the narration one i mean i i get I just, it I it was like su- it was super corny they could have done it in like a the whole way. you know like the whole entire like and I will figure out this mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> Jinkies. <laughs> like, that's kind of just how it came off. Right? I mean, she was Velma. I mean, yeah, and she was. It's like Velma finally got her movie. Yeah. But, like, again, it's a kid's movie. So, it, yeah. it's like, again, take the con for what you will. It's not but, the biggest deal in the world. And, obviously, there's going to be no buckets of gore for no, this movie. It's, so. it's PG-13. And then, well, okay, so one thing that I liked about the movie, too... Was like even though it was a kids movie and I mean young adult preteen kid movie in yeah. my opinion, just because of how intense like some scenes got. Yeah. Um, the touch on the social the the social. Oh my god, I can't think of the fucking norms. Words. Yeah, like the uh, no. The, like how it touched on racism, oh, like sexism, yeah, because it's set all that in like nineteen sixty. Yeah, uh, well, during the during the Vietnam War. Yeah. And oh no, it was before. It was during the draft, like when they were voting doing on the draft. The draft. Yeah, yeah, when they were doing the draft. Well, no, it was during the war. No, yeah, no, it, it was, was the war. That's was, why it was during Nixon's. What is it? Uh, Nixon's uh, the was, presidential election. Was yeah. It was during the yeah. presidential election yeah. with Nixon. Yeah, I, uh, where way. he won. Um... But yeah, spoiler like how, yeah, spoiler <laughs> real life spoiler. Alert. But anyways, like how they touched on those like issues of back then, and it's like it it just really painted a picture too, because it like, made you think of like that shit fucking still happens now. Yeah. Well, and it did, and, and it wasn't like super in your face and like no, but violating. it was still strong enough. Well, it like, was good for a kid movie. Yeah, like straight up, it wasn't like really bad. Like they do say one bad slur that was said a lot back in there. And yeah, they, you know, it's said a couple times. So keep that in mind when you're taking your kid to this. Um, there is one, yeah. That is, that's the one biggest thing with it. Like when that, because I can't. But to me, like I liked how they turned it back on its head about how the cop was being an asshole to him, not because he was, yeah, ethnic. When the yeah. cop find, like, because, he's like, I knew, like, yeah. like you know, that's that was a cop. I didn't know that. I didn't know why the cop was hating him. I thought it was because he was racist. But he wasn't. Yeah, but we, <laughs> we won't give it away what no. the reason is, but like uh, we kind of gave you a hint yeah. already. We're talking about what's going on at the time. Um, uh, but yeah, with that, and then, yeah, no, I just, I really like the movie. It's definitely, it, like thinking about at. it, you know, I agree with you. It's definitely a, a movie where you want to take your 12 and up kid to. Yeah, because like, I was if, thinking If like, they're ready for that, you know, next thing in horror, you know, from cartoons, they're you're ready for something a little more adult. Yeah, because this is def. Don't start your kid off with horror with this movie. No, like this is definitely not a starter. I mean, if your kid gets scared easily and it's and still can't handle horror, but you're still wanting to like share that with them, I would yeah. wait. Wait until they're a little older. Wait until yeah. you expose them to this oh, like smaller stuff. Also, character development. The fucking the villains. They were such pieces of shits. Yes, they were. Like, and you hated them instantly, and oh, it wasn't. God, yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, I just hate this guy because he's a jock. No, yeah. that dude was fucking like he's a monster. Basically, PG thirteen version of the of uh, the shit kid from it. I like how you know the movie's PG thirteen and it's meant for thirteen and up, and we're like, no, twelve and up. Do 12. 11 even. <laughs> oh, again, depends on the kid. Because my dad was taking me thirteen PG thirteen horror movies and stuff <clears throat> when I was like ten and eleven, but that was because I loved horror. Yeah. But yeah, no, like 
they they did I feel like they did such a great job of like giving each character depth, even the some of the characters who weren't on screen for very long. Like they all got really in depth with them and they did such a good job with that, especially with like just how quick certain characters are on, but you still felt for them. Like yeah. you felt you even like felt for the cop. Um Right. Especially after, like, you find out he's not actually a racist piece of shit. <laughs> he's just a and hard the, ass. But, like, the bat, the the kid, the bully, like, he was fucking hard bully. And it was kind of nice seeing, like, his, the uh, quote-unquote, his girlfriend, like, turn around and tell him, like, tough fuck off fairly early in the movie. She yeah. would go along with him, like, being a piece of shit to her family or whatever. She's like, no, fuck you. Like, you're hurting my little brother. Get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that was cool. Yeah, like, that so, was nice. That was so, nice. I like that. But yeah. Uh, anyway, so I'm gonna wrap uh, wrap this up. I didn't have too many cons. Um, it doesn't seem like like Matt had too many cons. I'm sure yeah. like I would think of more. It, if I it's just like some of the cheesiness does get. I mean, yeah. if you've watched any show that your kid likes, you know what I'm talking about. It's yeah, just that some cheesiness of that does show up. And like for sure. you're just like Ugh. again then, with the friendship. But then when it comes, <laughs> but when it comes to all the horror aspects, it's fucking not noise. Yeah, it's noise. Noise. It's noise. I mean, the it final, is. the final confrontation is really, it it edges on cringy, but only because again, kids movie. Yeah. So take that for what you will. But uh, other than that, I, liked, yeah, I thought it was a good twist on it, though. No, not. I mean, like the final. Like, no, I, know. I, I can't say. You get what I'm I know. About. I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I get it's a good twist on it. It definitely works for it. Yeah. Especially for the demographic that we're going for on this one, but. But like, um, the, if that was more of like an adult thing, I'd be like, not ah, lame. Yeah, but like, basically, like, I like the message that she yeah. that it sent. Definitely, about like you can't. Not just uh, it's not. Yeah, no. It's Let's just say that you like the, the message. Well, the me- no, because the message is it needs. To be, I feel like kind of needs to be said. Like you can't, you can't use your past horrors to justify your shit actions. Yeah. Is basically what it's saying. Yes, yeah, serial killers. <laughs> yes, yeah, serial killers, or just people in general who like I'm like this because of this terrible thing. It's like, well, you gotta learn to work through it. You can't live like that. Exactly. Is basically what the message was saying, and I thought that was really cool, especially like telling to kids, like because this yeah. is you know it's PG thirteen, so it's for kids like hitting that point in life. Yes. Puberty. <laughs> we all know. We've and all been there. And them saying, like, in the movie, like, you know, it's trying to tell them, like, it's okay. Like, bad things will happen, but it's okay. Don't let it justify and create who you are. You Agreed. Need, you need to move on and Agreed. find a way through it. So, yeah. So, anyways, anyways. Some fun facts. Since it's brand new, there's only three. Um, of course, I, it's... Oh, my God. This, dude, this one, this fact blew my fucking mind. I know. Me, like, too. Holy I didn't even shit. Know. When I read this... Wait, can I read it? Yes. Is that okay? So it's based on the scary stories to tell in the dark book series published in the 1980s, written by Alvin Schwartz and illustrated by Stephen Gamow. Shut Fucking the fuck no up. Way. No get, way. Get shut Holy the front shit. door. Get Holy out of here. shit. Fuck, dude. <laughs> but I don't think we can do this podcast anymore. I can't handle this kind of shit. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was like the most pure sarcasm we ever did. <laughs> the most obnoxious sarcasm ever. Yeah. Okay, you um, do the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the poster art is based on the story Harold, which is featured in the third book. Um, and then co-stars of Fist Fight, Austin Zajur and Dean Norris, appear together again. And now we know. And, now, and knowing is half the battle. G.R. Joe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So that was a scary story in the dark. I don't know. We might do that again yeah. in the future when we, we see a new release, but yeah, yeah we'll see. Anyways, so what'd you do your movie on? So I uh, 
there was a lot of ones to pick from. I was originally thinking witches. I was originally thinking Monster House, mm-hmm. Gremlins. I even thought about. I even thought I, about. I thought about Gremlins too. I even thought making the case for Blob, Coraline, uh, the Corpse Bride. See, I uh, thought about doing Coraline, but I thought that was too widely known. Uh, yeah. I think we have another one in the future where we can do Coraline. Yeah. But, um... So... <laughs> <Clamation>. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Um, so what I decided to do is one that I really do feel that at the bottom of my heart is Which the is? most underappreciated kids horror movie um, at, to date. And that's Paranorman. I strongly agree with that statement. Yeah, that came is out, super overlooked. It really is. It came out in 2012. It's about the synopsis: a misunderstood boy takes on ghosts, zombies, and grown-ups to save his town from a centuries-old curse. IMDb curse. again. You are fucking kidding because I am mad because the <laughs> synopsis is fucking again. It's just like. It's just fucking like they. I think they know. You know. You know I like really feel like they know. Probably. And you know, there's one person who's listening. I was like, just fucking use another site. No. <laughs> no, I'm going to criticize the things I love. I love you, IMDb, but yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> so it's directed by Chris Butler, Sam Fell, and written by Chris Butler. Stars Cody Smith McPhee, Anna Kendrick, and Christopher Mintz Posse. By the way, I'm also going to say this is now the second movie that we talked about with Cody Smith McPhee in. Because we, uh, yeah, let me in. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, because huh. uh, yeah, so. And I like how I said, you know, I caught the <coughs> claymation, and it's a claymated movie. Yeah, hmm. yeah. yeah. Look at that. So, anyways, <laughs> um, so we're, we're introduced into this very, very charming movie. Um, I mean, if you're a fan of Ember Before Christmas or any of Tim Burton's works in the animated field, you're gonna love this type of movie. So it's like Cody said, it's claymation, and it holds up really, really well. It's mm-hmm. like all the animations hold up well. It's it's so smooth. There's some kind of hiccups here and there, but it, for the most part, you really can't tell. It's just, it's just a, such a smooth animation of a movie. It is. It really. It was. It's super smooth. Yeah. And it's it's it, colorful and everything. It's, yeah. It's so charming. So we're introduced to this small town and where Norman lives in, and and we find out Norman has the ability to talk to ghosts mm-hmm. and so we see him walking on his way to school and and he's talking to the ghosts from his town you know yeah. like hello miss uh so-and-so and and bob and whatnot and he's <laughs> like just like he's walking like he's talking but what's really charming about this is that it's kind of a flip on its head where it's like you know those movies where it's like a boy and his dog and whatnot yeah and he's walking to school he's actually saying hi to his neighbors the people in his life that are actually alive yeah. He doesn't really talk to, and he feels weird around, and they see him as a weirdo. Yeah. But the ghosts see him as like their best friend. Yeah. And it's like this really like warming like just kid that you get introduced to because he he he's cool with it. Like he doesn't feel like a freak. He embraces the fact that he talks to ghosts, and ghosts are his friends. Yeah. And it, what made me love him about it is that he's just like me and you and all of the girls and gals out there who just loved horror as kids. Yeah. Because he definitely is that type of kid in this movie he has more memorabilia and everything well anyways we it's a kid going <laughs> to school and and he has his bullies in life and he has his troubles with his sister who's wants to look just the, be the hot girl in school and, i'm a super hot popular girl all the guys love me <laughs> <laughs> and and he just and she just looks at her little brother like god you're such a twerp i'm not popular because of you nerd like, no and so, she yeah. gets better later on. Yeah, she does get better. So, <laughs> um, eventually, you know, uh, 
we find out Norman isn't the only one that has this ability. We're introduced to a character played by John Goodman, the amazing John Goodman, and yeah. basically comes to him and says, you know, I can see what you see, I know what you know, and there's trouble coming to this town. This whole town is going to be destroyed. Um, obviously, John Goodman does a better way of talking about it, making it more spectacle, but bear with me here. <laughs> and so... Norman's like, whatever, fucking weirdo. And then, yeah, like, go goes... fuck yourself. You're the weird one now. Not me! <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, runs off with his, like, weird friend, so... Yeah. And, and fucking... Eventually, shit does start to go crazy, and we find out that the undead start to rise up from their graves and take over the town. And so it, it continues with this classic story of, like, you know, Land of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, so on and so forth. Yeah. And... It, it, it continues on with this, and the Norman's the only person that is able to actually communicate with the dead mm-hmm. and to figure out what's going on. And so, very quickly, the movie shifts to Norman being this, you know, outcast weirdo to being the hero. And yeah. it does it in a very, like, palpable way for a kid. Like, it doesn't, it, it just, it really does a good job of building up why you should love Norman and his friends and mm-hmm. the quirky town he lives in. And it does a really good job at making you root for Norman. And so you eventually find out that the town was once uh, staged of, you know, people who were uh, witch hunters. And so they, they hunt down this one girl who was said to be a witch and kill her. And this part was really, I'm going to give another pro to this one because that is such, you know, tongue-in-cheek history yeah especially american history oh yeah the salem witch trial yeah like that's that's not like really something you could talk about your kid at night (laughs) you know (laughs) like i mean maybe me because i you know if i can do that shit (laughs) yeah i mean you you were telling aaron about how t-rexes can just tear you apart i mean it's true (laughs) i was i should have definitely put more of a g rating on that (laughs) but uh and stuffing and candy comes out and candy like that's what it's basically t-rex's food was a pinata yeah (laughs) (laughs) and now now, like there's gonna be like someone's gonna like do fan art of like a group of t-rexes with like sombreros (laughs) and like and and, like ties around their eyes like but like blindfolds (laughs) and they're just like trying to like hit the pinata because they have the short arms they can't read it like there's the one with the, holding it and it's and it's he's like I know how to do this shit <laughs> yeah, just, yeah he keeps trying to reach out this foot and falls on his ass <laughs> like, like that's, that's it <laughs> just happy birthday Rex uh it's Rexita that's right it's Rexita it's so good that you're the Hispanic. <laughs> oh, that's our saving grace. I can't speak for everyone. I'm just speaking for myself. I know. I'm just saying though. Like, I, the, well, that Cody better watch the fuck out, Matt. You're good. Yeah, it's just like we're gonna have a talk, but Cody. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, anyways, Paranorman. Not bad. <laughs> So Paranorman, it, we're, we're, you know, it, this curse <coughs> taking place, zombies are coming up, and everyone's going to Norman to help, and so you kind of see everyone at the beginning of the movie picking on him, being a ner- being jerks to him, except his friend, 
all of a sudden it start coming to bat for him and help him out mm-hmm. like and just be like look you know he may be weird but he's our only chance we got and they kind of start to appreciate him more as a person after that yeah and like even when they're touching on like the history of what happened with this little girl they did it in such a careful way without being too scarring mm-hmm. because it really is like touchy subject matter and they do it and just kind of like uh, let your imagination go from there and so like they set it up sort of like a parent was asked by you know their kid who's watched this movie what happened they can actually like fill in the gray areas uh, as needed fit without the movie kind of scarring the kid and i love that i love the fact that they did it that way Mm -hmm. because uh, you know this movie is is just really good with that type of material so it because it's claymation um it it do, it's scare it doesn't have a scare level at all so this is definitely more of a movie for you know i would say sit five or six and up yeah because I agree with that. because it's cute it's charming and as the movie continues on we, we fall in love with these characters more and they we fall in love with their charming nature and who they are I mean, you, end, you end up falling in love with like some of the zombies and the yeah, monsters and because the and that's what's also really great about it because yeah. like so if we take in, in contrast like dawn of the dead the yeah. remake and like they're terrifying in your face blood everywhere zombies where these ones they give them like cute quirks yeah and like they make them less scary where they're just like it's kind of like looney tunes is at like in a way yeah like zombies yeah like and i like that about it because normally i would be like like ah whatever but because this is strictly for kids like it's a it's a it's awesome because it's taking these really scary concepts of like ghosts and hauntings and the dead coming back to life and put them in a very palpable way for the young ones and, and i just like that like it's mm-hmm. really cute uh and it's so we find out that you know and and i'll and i'm not going to give you a spoiler warning because this is supposed to be a kids movie so I, I think you guys are gonna be all right if i spoil this one what do you think is it the brother no the what happens at the end how the final confrontation oh, okay it's yeah, not yeah it's not so uh we're not gonna do one for this one because again this is a kids movie um but if you do really do now i feel bad man i guess i guess i will put like a spoiler warning because i i just feel like there's gonna be somebody out there who would appreciate it so probably so all right well i'm gonna give you a two minute spoiler warning skip ahead two minutes in three two so what happens at the end of this movie is that norman meets the girl who was wrongfully executed and talks to her and is basically like you know it's okay you don't have to hurt anymore and she's just like well i have no friends everyone hates me and we find out that the girl was in the same spot as norman was in the beginning of the movie where she had these weird gifts but she never meant any harm towards anyone but because of that she was seen as a freak and no one was her friend same thing with norman because yeah. everyone knows Norman can talk to the dead, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, they just see him as a freak, and so he's like, "I know what it's like, and I'll be your friend." And it was such a sweet message, yeah. Because it like it's at the end of the movie, it's this very terrifying like kid in a tree, witch, you know, kind of like scene, and it it is really kind of creepy, and it, it sells on it for that. But when it she kindly starts to calm down, he's just like. I know you're hurt. I know you're scared. It's okay. You don't have to be alone. I'm your friend. 
I will be your friend. And it's just a really sweet moment because it reminds me of, like, those human nature of lessons that we learned from, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah. Like, of, like, you know, it's okay, you know, like, you don't need to have a whole bunch of friends. You just need one friend who gets you. And, like, that's what the message ends on is that you, you, no matter how weird you are, as long as you have that one friend, you know, and, and even if it's just a few or one and they get you and they still like you for who you are, then that makes up for all the friends that you don't have, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And it's it's just a really sweet message, and I love the message, and I think it's a great message for kids, especially these days. I mean, it's, you know, it's okay. It's yeah. okay if you're, if you're not the most popular kid. Cause, it's okay to be different. Because being popular goes out the window once you graduate. Pretty much. So, and with that being said, that is the end of the spoiler section. Um, so, yeah, to kind of wrap it up, like, with scary, story, scary stories, there's no buckets of gore. I mean, no, no. It's for kids. You're not gonna, yeah, bloody and gory. They're not gonna like throw a Texas Chainsaw last minute in it. Um, one thing I do want to add to Paranorman that I thought they did really, really well is how they, uh, what they did, uh, because the way I asked was what the brother. Yeah. Like, do you think that's too spoilery? Uh, I don't think it's as bad as as. It's the not as ending. Yeah, I think we can talk about it. Okay. Well, it's the fact that you find out um, at the end of the movie that uh, Norman's older brother's gay. Like, yeah. he's been gay the entire time. And, like, they never yeah. allude to it. They never say anything about it. And it's just, like, really quick. Because, like, the girl. No, it's like, not It's not Norman's. It's his, be- it's his best friend. That's his best friend's brother. Oh, that's right. Yeah, his yeah. best friend's brother. Because Norman's sister. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Norman's sister gets I was all like, wait, like, what? <laughs> like, keeps trying to ask him out on a date the entire time or get him to ask her out on a date and he keeps blowing her off. And at the very end, he's like, hey, you're funny. I should introduce you to my boyfriend. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I was like cool. Yeah. And so, like, what I liked about that is, like, it, it's it's a, honestly, it's a good introduction, like, to talk about, talk to your kids about the LGBTQ well, and community. And, and I can't, and we can't speak for the whole community, but no. it, it, I liked it because they didn't put him in a stereotypical role. No, of like where he, he was had, a jock. Right. Like, and he was, you know, also, keep in mind, there's nothing wrong with being flamboyantly gay, no, but it's no. just the fact that they showed that there is more than one version of, of who you are yeah. as a person. Like, because I, it, cause just because uh, the image has been created that a gay male is very flamboyant and yeah and, and they're not like not and, all of them are yeah and this dude's like beefy yeah and like it, the whole time player. yeah and he's just like oh should introduce you to my boyfriend like that little subtle like thing like yeah like oh, cool <laughs> and the cool thing about it like also is like that means all the, except for norman's sister like everyone else knew and they didn't care because like yeah whatever yeah, <laughs> like, there's a kid who can talk to ghosts. You think yeah. that's what we're going to be freaked about? Yeah, you think we care that he's gay? It'd be good for that guy. He's happy. There's <laughs> zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, that's, so I just thought that was kind of cool, especially thrown into a kids a kids movie because it is a good way to like a good lead in. Yeah, to talk to your kids about the LGBTQ community. Yeah, and it's great. And, and it's so. not even just that. Like it, it's it's just overall this movie touches on all important things uh, that a kid should be getting used to and it does yeah, it in a that, very palpable different manner. yeah you know accept everyone for who they are that's why i like that's what i love about this movie so like, everyone has a quirks everyone's weird yeah and, just so what accept them they're the great <laughs> the, it, yeah. they are the greatest yeah um so, 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 real so, quick i'm gonna get tell you where you can get paranorman right now 
I just gotta pull it up. Give me a second here. You can watch scary stories at the theater. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why we didn't say that. Like, but where can you see this? Uh, I don't know. Oh, fucking um, movie theater. Yeah, fucking go figure. <laughs> so you can go on to Amazon and get uh, Paranormal with a subscription right now. Um, you can also go ahead and order it off Netflix's website. And if you're in Fort Collins or in Colorado, you can go to Gorehounds Playground and rent yep. it for them for $2 right now. Or buy it for, it. I think it's like 5 or 8 Either way. Um, uh, I'm not going to say that price, but I know you can rent it for like 2 bucks. Point being, check out Paranorman. It's a great yeah. movie to get your kids into. And again, for like 5 and up, it's so cute and charming that it's definitely one that you can watch with them too because it also is entertaining enough for the adults i will say that oh yeah there's a it's lot not, of jokes yeah it's not heavy on only kid humor no. it's it, it does it, it will make you it's laugh it's got some yolks yeah it's got the yolks <laughs> so a uh, few interesting facts about it is during the last few weeks leading up to the film's release Leica sent 49 packages to 49 people including neil gaiman and kevin smith and jenny the blogless lawson each package consisted of a wooden crate from Blythe Hollow full of grave dirt, which recipients had to dig through to unearth a coffin. Inside the coffin was one of the seven cursed zombies, complete with background information and name. What? Fucking luckies? Yeah, seriously. Um, animating the cheesy horror film that Norman is watching at the start of the movie was reportedly very difficult for the filmmakers as they had to intentionally make a bad film. Bad camera angles, poor focus, bad acting, etc. While still working in the very technically demanding confines of stop motion animation. So bravo, you guys. Yeah. I want to read this one. Okay. So the story is set in the town of Blythe Hollow, whose name is a mashup of two other ghost stories. Noel Coward's Blythe Spirit and Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And last one. The film company Leica used 3D printers to generate all the different faces needed for the characters, except the zombies, which had mechanical faces with silicone skins. Hmm. So it's also like, you know what I just kind of realized that I should have made a pro? Is that this is, we can make the argument of this being practical effects. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, these are movies that you can actually watch with your kids. And, you know, this is a nice, like, taste breaker for us. Because normally we, uh, we we suggest some pretty heavy stuff with, like, yeah. Found and Feast. And yeah, you're still reeling for that one. Dude, that movie, it sticks with you. <laughs> like, I, dude, I've seriously, like, had times and moments where I was just sitting there. And it just, like, obscene from that movie just pops in my hands. Just like, oh! Oh, fuck. <laughs> like... Cody, why'd you jump? Why'd you make that noise? Like, just have you seen Antichrist? No, then you don't know. You, you don't know. You, you don't get it. I'm not gonna tell you because then I have to relive it. Yeah, you need to go watch it, bitch. <laughs> um, go open your white claw. Yeah. So uh, by this time, uh, we should have already picked in, picked a winner for our uh, ticket giveaway to see ready or not. Uh, if uh, we actually, since this is pre-recorded, we don't know who it is. Yeah. So whoever you are, congratulations. Yay. Um, that is sincere. We just don't know who you are because this is recorded in the past. Yep. So you're listening to the future and time lapse paradox. Doo-doo-doo-doo. Steve Rogers Doo-doo-doo. seeing his girlfriend Doo-doo-doo. die, so on and so forth. Yeah, but still goes back and marries her. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't her name Mary? No, it's Peggy. Peggy. What I think it was Mary. I don't fucking know. I think because I want to make the joke, he marries Mary. Nope. He but married now, Peggy. But now that he's married Peggy, now I see him as like Hank Hill as Captain America. <laughs> God damn it, Falcon. <laughs> I tell you what, Bucky. <laughs> Bucky. Damn it, Bucky. This country is built on hard work and propane, propane accessories. 
America. And like he throws a propane <laughs> like tank, a and it's just like <laughs> dong ding dong. <laughs> There'd be one dude who would say, "That makes no sense. How that happens? Oh my god, I can't lay it down. What if I have a concussion? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you?" What and the just, fuck? and then, like fucking like Thor and Iron Man are just like staring like awkwardly, like <laughs> like arms out or something, like ooh. You need and to get out of here. And Cap's like, yeah! <laughs> I'll <Mary>. do it! <laughs> Bull! <laughs> Take that, bud, guys! <laughs> hey, everybody, where's Cap? Uh, I think he's, he's, uh, he's doing shield throwing practice. How can you Bull! tell? Bull! 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 <laughs> Bull! <laughs> Bull! <laughs> Like, and then, and then, like, fucking a Cap America 2 Winter Soldier, he's, like, chasing, he's, like, boom! (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, fucking when Bucky grabs a shield turning around that cool scene, he's just, like, hey, Dan. (laughs) 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 Bucky! Fucking Batrock is Dale Gribble. (laughs) Squirrel (laughs) tactics! The fucking like Falcon is like boom hum boom power. It's just like cool, come, come down here, Falcon. Like comes in like a condor. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, thank yep. you everyone. Thank you for tuning in this week. And if you want to keep up with everything we're doing on the pod, pod, ah, Punk Rock Horror Podcast front, <laughs> I never trip with my words. I'm so elegant. Uh, if you want to keep up with everything we're doing on the Punk Rock Horror Podcast, please check us out on Twitter. At official PRHP or our Facebook, Punk Rock Horror Podcast. Or um, Instagram, Punk Rock Horror Podcast. Hashtag PRHP Podcast. Our website, punkrockhorrorpodcast.com. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at the Undead Matt. And if you want to consider supporting some indie horror creators, please consider going over to our Patreon for just $2 a month. Goes to keeping the lights up on the show, and you get access to our bonus show, The Punk Rock Half Hour Power, and also bonus content before anyone else. That includes our episodes and Aaron's Paranormal Princess podcast. So you get us, Aaron, and the amazing Lala on The Punk Rock Half Hour Power. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, we got merch, and stay tuned again. October, we got some show, we got a show coming up here in Fort Collins, Colorado. So I hope, we both hope to see you all come out there. All right. Thank you, ghouls and gals, for talking about horror with us, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.